Do you want to know how amazing people connect? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Marketing with Russ, a.k.a. hashtag RussSelfie. like what you hear, please share. Special thank you to our sponsors, Gregory Home Team of Keller Williams. For everything real estate, go to sellwithgregory.com. And Haugen's Gallery Portrait Studio. For all your personal branding photography, go to haugensgallery.com. Good morning, everybody. Oh, I love Monday mornings. I do. I do. I mean, you may say, you know, it's not your favorite day of the week, but it's definitely my favorite day of the week. I love to get the week started, not only on Marketing with Russ, aka hashtag Russ Selfie, which you're all joining me on today, but also just getting the exciting week started with great things. You know, I tell everybody that I put on my awesome filter in the morning. That is how I love to filter life. So I want to look at things from the positive perspective. So that's what I'm all about. Hey, everybody, I'm Russ Hedge. So glad you're with us today for Marketing with Russ, a.k.a. hashtag Russ Selfie. Got a great guest, Doug Cooper, coming up. Very excited. What a story. Incredible, inspiring story of his life. And he has done so many things from uh, being a writer to a scientific um, oh, now I'm forgetting exactly what he was, but he also was a Harvard uh, professor and he helps people write books today. He's going to tell us all about that and all about his journey. Um, things that I can't remember, I'm sure he can, so that'll be good. But anyway, I wanted to remind you that we're here every Monday and Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. That's right, 8 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. So excited every week to have you here on Marketing with Russ, a.k.a. hashtag Russ Selfie. Also, I love to connect with people. And you can connect with me at RussHedge.com. I'll tell you that a few times, but RussHedge.com, the best way to connect with me. I have links to all my social media, everything you need. And don't forget, I'm the author of Befuddled, Live the Life You Choose, a book that is there to encourage you, lift you up, give you a positive mindset on life. And I would love for you to pick up a copy of that. You can pick it up at um, bookstores in Oregon and Southwest Washington, also at Amazon and all online booksellers. So 
I hope you get a chance to get a copy of that. It's both in ebook form and in paperback form. And there's even a companion workbook you can pick up that goes with that and helps you get the full benefit. So a couple quick other uh, things I want to remind you about. This is a busy, busy week. Wednesday, 7 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, season two of the experience live with Russ and Scott starts. That's me and D. Scott Smith, 7 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time on Wednesday, every Wednesday. And so super excited to have you with us. We have some incredible guests. We got Osama and Oleg coming up this Wednesday, but also we have a great new guest coming up this season. You may know. So you want to check that out, check into that. Also, I have a great episode of Russ Reels Live Friday. Got a great panel of outstanding people and friends. So check that out as well. So anyway, I can keep going on and on, but that's enough about me because I really want to get dug in here. First of all, I just want to thank those that are already tuning in and saying hi. And I appreciate all of you. Uh, please comment this morning and uh, we will flash those comments during the broadcast. So if you could just comment and say, hi, you're here, make sure to share this with your friends too. All right. Share this with your friends. Let them know about the amazing things that are going on this morning. So anyway, thanks so much. And we are going to get started. Bring Doug in. Here we go. Morning, hey, Doug. Hey, Ross. Glad to be here. So the morning's going great for you. You're a few hours ahead of me, so you're partway into your day. Well, I've, I've been out. I've gotten going. I took a walk with the dog, did my exercises, got myself psyched up and ready to be on your program. It's been <laughs> a lovely start. All right. I am so excited. Boy, hey, you and me both, we have a similar mindset. I was out, went to the club, worked out, and then went walking with my dog, too. So our dogs are happy. <laughs> Parallel lives, Russ, <laughs> with a three-hour time delay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's a little time delay, but you know what? It's just wonderful. It's wonderful just to have you on this morning because, you know, you and I got a chance a couple times to talk now. You just have an amazing story. Um, and, you know, before I forgot to say you were an environmental scientist, I'm forgetting my terms, um, for so many years, you know, you've been a Harvard professor, you've been working on technical jour journals, you've done so many things, and you also have a real personal story right now. So for those that don't know much about you, I'm going to turn it over to you. Tell us a little bit about you, about Doug, and about all that you've got going on. Well, thanks, Russ. It's been an interesting life, and I think a part of what we're doing here is just visiting. Uh, to some degree, it's a struggle, and, and we learn from the struggle. Right now, I'm partly retired. I'm helping people write and publish their books. My company is called writeyourbookwithme.com, and it starts from a labor of love, and that, that love affair goes back 50 years. In uh, 1963, I was at Cornell. I was a physics major uh, sitting in a class, a Chinese language class. I had had uh, Latin and French in high school. I'd done pretty well in math and uh, English, uh, and I thought that a mathematical and scientific career was likely to pay off more than an English uh, writing career. So that's partly why I was a scientist. And anyway, the middle of the first year of the Chinese language course, we get a new student, and her name is Tana Su. Uh, what's her last name? Well, her last name is Su. It's S-U because it's a Chinese name, because Tina Su is Chinese. And Tina Su knocked my eyes out. She was just, to me, the epitome of femininity. Turns out she was smart. She was considerate. She was loving. It took less than a month for me to fall in love with her. 
and from February nine, from February of 1963, Valentine's Day, to this very day, over half a century, I've been in love with Tina Sue, who is now Tina Sue Cooper. Tina Sue Cooper right now is quadriplegic for the past 17 years, attached to a ventilator, getting round-the-clock nursing care at home that I manage, and our love remains as strong. So this is the story that we have told to other people. And about a, do a decade ago, I had told it again to somebody and was telling Tina as she lay in bed, quadriplegic, as I say, on a ventilator. And she said, uh, are you going to write the book? Because people have often said your, your romance deserves to be a book. And I said, do you want me to? And she said, yes. I said, OK, I'll write, I'll write the book. And indeed, over that spring of uh, 2011, I sat down and I wrote what became Ting and I, a memoir of love, courage, and devotion. And it was really a work of love, the first book I had written, except for my doctoral dissertation at Harvard. And it was a book that 20% of which includes tributes, many of them written by her friends, and the nurses and people who care for her because Tina is our heroine and she has handled an extraordinary situation caused by multiple sclerosis with great heroism. Well, let's go back to 1963. We're in love. We go steady is what we called it back then uh, through the rest of my junior and senior year, Tina's freshman and sophomore year. And uh, these days, people in that situation would have been engaged and probably get married in a few years but back then, both sets of parents were against an interracial marriage, and the Asian students were extremely rare. There was, a, you know, a few dozen perhaps at Cornell, and, and a population of uh, ten to twenty thousand. So it was quite rare. And we took our parents' advice. We we separated with a lot of tears and a lot of a lot of unhappiness. And the idea was that perhaps in a few years we would be independent enough that we could marry each other without uh, without having it fail and without uh, the great difficulty. Well, I graduated from uh, Cornell with a bachelor's in physics, I worked for IBM for half a year, got drafted, went in the army, uh, became, uh, went to Fort Detrick, which is the Army's biological warfare and defense uh, laboratory in Frederick, Maryland. And after a year and a half, of working with the specialty of sam sampling the air for hazards, especially biological warfare agents. I got a, essentially a, a job and then followed by a scholarship to Penn State, where I got my master's degree in physics. And from there, I got my doctorate in physics and engineering, actually, at Harvard, where, again, I studied uh, things that had to do with uh, air pollution, uh, eventually industrial hygiene, and um, contamination control. Meanwhile, Tina had written to me and said she was going to be getting married. Uh, she had met while uh, herself at Harvard for a master's degree. She had met a, a tall Chinese professional and he fit, fit all the requirements for the families and they got married and she spent the next 17 years under his thumb because he was looking for a Chinese wife and Tina, who had been in America since she was two, was an American girl with a Chinese flavor. Right. I married eventually a woman I met at Penn State, uh, had eight great years and a few bad months when I discovered that she was having an affair with her flying instructor. 
And I probably should have uh, figured that there was going to be a problem. Her family was quite rich and they, um, they weren't crazy about our family, which was not rich. Unfortunately, when you're in a situation like that, you really can't make the relationship go. Anything you try is viewed as just trying to hang on to the money. So it's a losing proposition. So we got divorced, dated. Eventually, uh, while I was uh, on the faculty at Harvard, went on a business trip through Chicago where uh, Tina was. I called her. It had been 17, 18, 19 years since we've seen each other and called her on a payphone and said, uh, this is Doug and uh, just passing through and wondering how you're doing. And we talked a bit and we talked a bit more and it was as though we had never been apart. It was that comfortable and that close and that loving. We um, corresponded, we telephoned back and forth. Uh, not too long after that, she told me she had multiple sclerosis. And I looked it up and discovered that it came in a wide range of severities from minimal uh, symptoms of the several people on TV, for example, who have it, who you wouldn't know have it, to situations like Tina's now quadriplegic on a ventilator, tubes going here and there. And I pictured that second situation in my own mind because I wanted to marry Tina, but I wanted to know that I could handle that. Right. I spent it a very difficult night. And in the next morning, I said yes to myself. I want to do this. So I called her up and I, I said, I want to marry you. Will you marry me? And she said, yes, yes, yes. It took a year or so to get everything straightened out. And eventually the two sons that she had, the younger one came with her, the older one stayed with her husband. And we had 10 years in which Chinese and multiple sclerosis were irrelevant. We had another 10 years where Tina was in a wheelchair and that was an interesting challenge, but we handled it. And then in 2004, she nearly died with an exacerbation of multiple sclerosis that left her quadriplegic on a ventilator and for a while unable to communicate at all. And when they had taken her to the hospital, I had to fix something at home, take care of things. So when I got to the hospital 20 minutes or half an hour after they had taken her to there, uh, I said, Where, what's happening? And they said they brought her in and she's had a multiple sclerosis attack, exacerbation. And um, I said, what are they doing? She, well, they said, she said that she didn't want any ex extraordinary things done, any special things done, no tubes. And I said, no, I said, the MS affects the mental capabilities of the, the patients. I have a power of attorney. You do everything you can to save her life and we'll sort it out later. And indeed, a few weeks later, uh, coming out of a therapeutic coma, uh, we communicated and I asked her, well, did I do the right thing? And she said, yes, I wanna live from, for you, for my children, for myself. And so after 100 days in the critical care unit uh, here in uh, New York State, we were given the choice of home or the hospice. And in the hospice, they, they, they uh, feed you and they keep you out of pain, but uh, you are likely to die. And in fact, you don't get sent to the hospice unless you have a, a life expectancy of a few months. So this was 2004, life expectancy of a few months, and we decided it would be home. And from home, we have now managed 17 years of 
uh, care, essentially like the critical care unit in, in the local hospital. And wow. it, it, it's been an extraordinary thing. And as I say, midway, we wrote the book, Ting and I, A Memoir of Love, Courage and Devotion to emphasize the importance of love, of marriage and devotion. And eventually I found out that I could help other people write and publish their books. And I've enjoyed doing this ever since. That is amazing. Amazing! What an amazing story, Doug. I mean, Thank I don't you. even I don't even know what to say after all that, except for number one, if you could please put the link to your book. I'm assuming it's on Amazon. If you could put your link to the book in the comments um, after we get done today, that would be great. Uh, so people know how to get that, or wherever wherever they do get it, just put the link in for that. Uh, how do I do that? <laughs> well. Um, We'll do it later. Yeah, well, we could talk about it after. We'll just put it in the comments of Thank the you, show. Ryan. Yeah, and then also, uh, I mean, just amazing being able to, uh, obviously your love is so deep that, you know, you're able to overcome these tremendous challenges. And, um, you know, that is amazing that she was put on hospice that long ago in 17 years when my... Uh, my father, the, the example personally that I have with hospice was put on hospice. He was gone less than five months later. And so, um, you know, that usually happens fairly quickly. And so that's amazing that I think it's her love for you and your wonderful kindness has kept her going. I think you're exactly right. Yes, the usual, usual thing is that if they're in the hospital, it's a, hospice, it's a few months and right. we've got 17 years at home. It's very, very special. And it's been very close and very intense and yeah. uh, very loving. So it's the central theme of my life. And I think it's the central theme of hers. And you have to give her a great deal of credit. She has not quit. She's been a terrific person. She's the uh, daughter of uh, Chinese people. Her, on her mother's side, they were among the richest families in China, broadly speaking back in the 40s. And she, that woman married uh, a scientist, a chemical engineer who got his doctorate from MIT, uh, though he was fairly poor in comparison to her uh, grand grandmother's family. And right. at the end of World War II, uh, they were given, because they had helped the allies, uh, they were given special pass to come to America. And they came with uh, Tina and her older sister and a few years later, the younger brother was what? So they were already a very special family, and she's a very special right. woman. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's incredible. Well, hey, that is really what I wanted to hear about. But also, I want you to get a chance to tell people a little bit about, since you know we have uh, we have about ten minutes left. So, um, the uh, tell them a little bit about your helping people write books. What you do there. Right. Well, there are lots of good reasons to write a book. As you know, with Befuddled, for example, it uh, makes, at the very least, a nice business card, a good, thick yeah. business card. And it helps the people that who read it to learn more. There are a variety of reasons to, to write your book. Uh, we wrote, I wrote Ting and I, a memoir of love, courage, and devotion, primarily as a tribute to Tina, because I admire her so much, but also to tell people of the importance of marriage and of love and of, of devotion. When I finished that uh, and only sold a few hundred copies, uh, I asked myself, what could I do? And I realized that I could help others 
The next person I worked with was a woman who had reason to believe she was Ava Gardner's unacknowledged daughter. Hmm. <laughs> it's a very interesting story. There were yeah. things that uh, were quite convincing, but there was no real evidence. Uh, I got a detective involved with it. And at the end, we still weren't sure. Eventually, they sent uh, the, the uh, Ava Gardner Museum, agreed to have a DNA test done on saliva from an Ava Gardner relative and a saliva from this woman. And um, according to that test, she's not Ava Gardner's uh, daughter, although who knows who spit into the tube down, down in Virginia. You never know. So the next book was The Detective. And he and I wrote a book called The, the Shield of Gold. And uh, that was very, very nice, a story about New York, New York City detective. And then uh, the next one was a story about a woman who was from a family of 11 growing up in the Depression. And then her friend wanted to write a book. And her, her theme was how she went from being a liberal to being conservative over the past <laughs> years. And very often, we had sort of a chain migration of people writing books. Uh, at the end, I, I, I did a count on my website, uh, Write Your Book With Me. And I see we've done uh, 41 books so far, and we have some more. Most of them are nonfiction. Most of them are biographical. Usually they have an important point that they want to make, maybe mm -hmm. two or three. And uh, the fiction is very often for pleasure. And uh, I'm enjoying doing it very, very much. It's keep, it keeps me mentally active, and it keeps me involved with interesting people such as yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because knowing how much work it is to write a book, uh, you know, a book of any size at all, people can really utilize somebody like you because it. there's so much that goes into it. I was blessed with um, a really good editor, a good graphic artist and book formatter, and a lot of loving family members who helped read my book over and over. <laughs> and uh, But, you know, it takes a lot of work. There's a lot that goes into it. You got to find a publisher, got to do all that. I self-published. Um, but uh, it's yeah, it's a lot of work. So that is amazing that you're able to help people out like that. And I looked at a lot of the books you have and uh, you've you have done a lot. And and that's just uh, do, you, do you usually jump in from the very beginning of the process or do you come in towards the end of the process? Where do people I, I usually start pretty close to the beginning. Okay. I've occasionally done just editing, correcting somebody's book, but mostly I help them. Uh, start out and I coach them. Usually I, I coach them, coach them uh, once a week and I'll, they'll have things that they have to do. It's a little bit like having a personal trainer. You get to the gym if the personal trainer is going to be there and, and you do your writing assignment in some sense if you're going to have a weekly meeting with your coach. And so that's indeed what we do. So we start out talking about what are your goals? Why are you writing this? Okay. And then what do you want? What do you want to say? What are the main points? And then right. We just begin, we break it down that way. And week after week, we uh, get something written. I do some editing. And eventually, we uh, publish it through a company called Outskirts Press. It's a subsidy publisher. And what I send them, they will publish. So it, works, awesome. out, it works out nicely. And then it's on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and Outskirts right. Press itself. And it's fun. Yeah, that does make it fun. It's nice to be able to get your work out there. Um, and, you know, I, I did my my second uh, publishing. I did straight through Amazon with 
the workbook that I did that goes along with Befuddled Live the Life You Choose. And even that is some work when you're when you're putting those together. So um, yeah, that is amazing. People definitely need a coach like you. Um, and once again, I just want to, um, I'm going to put this out there for my wonderful, fabulous um, assistant who helps me. She is She's a great team member um, and ever is out there communicating during the show. And ever, if you can look up the uh, the link to his book, to Doug's book yeah. during the show, that it's would be probably, great. Russ, excuse me, probably the easiest thing to do is to go to my website, which is writeyourbookwithme.com. Got it. And from right. there, you get everywhere else. So write your book with me. Perfect. There you go. We solved it. Okay. I wanted to make sure we got that covered today because um, yeah, I'm, I've got that on my to do right after we get off uh, because I definitely want to do that. And our friend Luke's joining in this morning. I'm pretty sure you and I got connected through Luke initially. Uh, he's a New Yorker, fellow New Yorker over there. And what a great individual, great connector. You know, that's what I love about Today's media, Doug, is the ability to connect with wonderful people like you and hear incredible stories. And I, I appreciate all that you've done and all that you're doing now so much. And these connections really do enrich our lives. They do. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't agree more. They definitely do. It enriches every moment of every day. That's why I love to connect with people, because I learn more all the time. And I, uh, you know, and I appreciate you. And now I know where to go when I have to write my next book for advice. I'll be calling you up. Well, I'd be delighted to help, but I bet you don't need much help at all. <laughs> well, trust me, I can always use help. But <laughs> anyway, hey, um, so we've got to wrap things up here, Doug. But I wanted to make sure, you now we've given your writeyourbookwithme.com information, but give us your contact information if people want to talk to you about writing a book, if they just want to hear more about your story, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Sure. The, the best thing is to go right to that site, writeyourbookwithme.com. There's a contact form there, and I think that's best. Um, I do have an email address, douglas at tingandi.com. Uh, that's a little hard to communicate. Ting Ting was Tina's baby name, Ting Ting, uh -huh. like Tingle, and uh, she became Tina, and the book was called Ting and I. So, but Douglas at Tinganai.com, or better yet, write your book with me. Thanks, Russ. I appreciate your uh, promoting the, the, the site and the book. That's you great. You bet. You bet. Hey, I'm glad to. That's amazing. So, hey, so as we wrap things up here, Doug, I just want to thank you again. And uh, as we get done here, I'm going to send you back to the green room. If you hang tight, you and I'll talk for a minute after. But um, do appreciate you so much. Hope you have a fabulous, blessed Monday. Thanks so much for coming on and, and enriching the lives of those people that watch this show. Well, this was a real pleasure, Russ. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you in a minute here. Hey, everybody. Man, I'm telling you, what a blessing. What a blessing. So great to have uh, everybody on today. Appreciate, Luke, you coming on and all that you do and connecting. Appreciate you. Helen, thanks for being on today. Uh, appreciate you. Eliza, who's... Uh, having uh, some uh, health challenges right now, but doing great, keeping a good attitude. Appreciate you so much. And uh, it's just been a great, great time as always. I appreciate everybody tuning into the show. And I know so many tune in on replay. So I want to remind you, please share this. 
Share this with your friends. Tell them about the amazing people that we have on, amazing people who connect. And you know, the connection between Doug and his wife, amazing, an amazing love story. It should be a movie, really. An amazing love story that, uh, um, you know, someday maybe his book will become a movie. But I just want to share people like that with you guys all the time. And I appreciate you all for tuning in. Don't forget again, coming up this week, we have... Uh, the Experience Live with Russ and Scott, 7 a.m. Wednesday with great guests. We also have another Marketing with Russ Thursday with an, another outstanding guest. And we have the um, uh, Russ Reels Live on Friday. <laughs> there you go, at 11 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. There you go. So that's all the things coming up this week. Appreciate you all. If you need any more information or want to know about the classes I've got going online, or anything else, I would love to help you. I love to help with marketing, coaching, with, with coaching within your team and your business. Anything I can do to add value and bless you, I am always so, so happy to do. And uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. I love all you turn, tuning in today. You're all so amazing. And until we meet again, I'm just going to say have a blessed day and a blessed week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Marketing with Russ, aka hashtag Russ Selfie. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss a single episode. Have an amazing day.